Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to All Sports Best. I'm Trey Gonzalez and I'm here with a very special guest. His name is Colin McCarthy. He is a golf trick shot artist and a golf coach. Fantastic Instagram. We're going to talk about it a little bit and a lot of cool things that he does uh, you're going to want to see. So Colin, how you doing, man? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate. I really appreciate you being on the show. It's really cool to have you. I was just going to say the same thing. So. <laughs> Man, I kind of wanted to start off with your origin. I mean, how long have you been playing the sport of golf? Um, a little over 30 years uh, I've been playing. I don't really exactly know. It's over 30. I've had a club in my hands since I could grab something. You know, and basically grandfathered into it. Uh, and, um, well, not basically, actually. Okay. Um, my grandfather and grandmother were both uh local champion golfers he designed a little nine hole golf course called the gaa um in pitchfield massachusetts kind of a small town next to a neighboring town where i'm from uh lanesboro which is really small (laughs) like you i always say i can't i can't make a burnout with my parents suv without somebody knowing about it oh wow (laughs) (laughs) it's real small it's about three thousand people so um yeah, it's a small farm town, so okay. didn't have all didn't have a whole heck of a lot, but had enough and a really great childhood. So, yeah, man, it's um, it was it was a blast. Well, that's <laughs> blast really learning to play. That's really cool to hear because I know that a lot of people refer to golf as being a really really expensive sport, almost out of hand sometimes to get started if you don't have the money to start. If you start in a small town like that, um, it seems like it's maybe a little more affordable or it's just you get to do things a little differently. Uh, it is a little different. Um, it's not as aggressive, especially, you know, I have courses like Skyline Country Club where I, I used to play all the time, have the course record at. Um, it, it, it's, it's way different. Plus, you have local little driving rings that you go through that my grandfather used to work at as well. He used to do maintenance, the grass, and um, basically like the greenskeeper. Okay. Um, so, in that case, um, you get I get balls, and then eventually you get to the point where you get too old to work, so I had to pay for them. But um, <clears throat> it was fun. It really uh, enjoyed what golf gave me. It gave me a sense of independence um and you know obviously loyalty because i want to get as better as I, as good as i possibly can right put it that way okay and <laughs> as, I mean, as we all do yeah absolutely i mean i just started playing golf to like to try it out and i've found myself addicted to it do you still <laughs> feel that fire and desire to play golf every day and just continue to live it out because i know a lot of people they love a sport they kind of burn out and over time, it kind of just affects them. You know what I mean? It kind of wears on them. That's never happened to you for golf? Um, I've had a lot of injuries in my past, uh, over 30 of them. And uh, you could say you're left them all. But wow. uh, bottom line bottom line is um, when you when you wake up, you know, most people are like, they wake up, they do a little morning stretch. I have to wake up, like, very carefully 
says, I wake up too fast. If I wake up weird, my body hurts. Mm. Like it's just, sometimes I'll wake up and I can't look to the right or left. It just depends on the day. Because my, uh, just a, a brief thing, my C5 and C6 are compressed mm. uh, in, my, in my neck. So that causes a lot of shoulder issues. It causes a lot of, you know, I mean, my one arm can go numb. <laughs> it's interesting, wow. to say the least. Uh, but it keeps me, it keeps me level to coaching. It doesn't, it doesn't cause, and it's a benefit. It doesn't cause any distractions of trying to, you know, go and play uh, many tours. It doesn't cause any of those distractions because I can focus on, you know, teaching golf and growing the game in that manner instead of, mm. you know, going out on tour and inspiring people to play. Because that's what tour players are meant for. They're not meant for to be hard copied or copying their swing because they don't know their genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. They're meant they're meant for people to say, wow, I want to do that. You know, like that's why I do trick shots and, and, and fun shots like that to make golf give the effect of it how, how fun it is. I don't make it look fun. It is fun. It just gives the effect that it is fun. Right. Trick shots are good practice because sometimes you got to do it more than once. (laughs) Like like we're talking about in a small town, um, it has a different feel because there's more people that care about like where you are and what you're doing on the course. And hey, you know, you get to know this person. Like all these tourists come into these resorts and they just they're like, it's way different. Because then you're like, you walk in, you walk in the shop, and you're like, oh, hey, so and so, how's it going? You like, no, pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a different it's a different atmosphere, and I feel like you can almost build more confidence with a a smaller course than you can with a resort that has tons of people constantly coming in. It would take you longer, obviously. Right, right. Um, to build that rapport, you know. Yeah. So as a as a trick shot artist. It's got to be pretty tough. I noticed that, first off, I got to say that you have incredible content. You do Instagram at Colin McCarthy PGA. So if you guys are listening and you want to go and follow him, he does some incredible stuff. You talked about the fact that sometimes it hurts when you wake up. There's there's kind of a, a crick in your neck or, or something that's not feeling right. But then I go to your Instagram and I see you jumping off of a platform to, to hit a ball. So, it, yep. I mean, you, you really just go through it and uh and you make some of these incredible shots look very easy and, and very um comfortable yeah they <laughs> i do it um for all the people out there because honestly like i do one where i do a 360 before i hit the ball yeah uh it took me a while to I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm not going to jump a million times. How can I make sure that I hit this ball straight? Because that's my goal, to hit it straight. They're like, oh, there's no cup. It's not a trick shot. I was like, that's false. If you can hit the ball straight, your intended line, then it's a trick shot because that's yeah. the whole point of golf. Because that's a drive. That's to the hole. You know, that's not in the hole because you're not close to it. But um, I did the 360. After that, I was sore for like four or five days. Oh, wow. My legs were <laughs> crazy sore. And it's funny that you uh, mentioned that I just joined a gym. Like, that's why I needed a little extra time because I was running late. It took so long to fill out the paperwork, <laughs> way longer oh. than I thought I was going to. And yeah. they're like, do you have the routing number for your bank account? I was like, oh, 
Wow. So I had to like get that. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> way more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but I, I joined a gym. I started working out again. Um, so hopefully this time when I start working out, my body won't, um, won't react the same as it usually does. When I start working out, I become stiff and then my neck really bothers me. Mm. My muscles become tighter. But again, this isn't really about me. This is, you know, this is about golf. So, sure. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, um, why I do, you know, trick shots and, um, why I kind of endure that, you know, quote unquote pain, that soreness is because golf needs this. Mm. It, it needs people. It needs that edge. It needs the craziness. You see someone get tackled in football, you're like, ah, oh, man, I got to try that. But when you see someone, like, bounce it off a, a million, you know, stone slabs and make it into a cup, like, you know, GM Golf does, or yeah. when you see cool singers like Zach, or when you see Josh Kelly or Tanya Tarr do crazy trick shots, and Coach Rusty and all those guys, when they do stuff like that, people want to, they want to try it. They want to see if they can do it because that's human nature. Like you want to try and see if you can do something mm-hmm. and, and try and like not top them, but just see if you can do it. Just the wonder, the, the thought, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's why I do it. Cause I, I love like seeing a, a picture in my mind of some crazy shot. I think I can pull it off. I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. And how many people would think that's cool? Well, Probably people that don't even golf would think it's cool. So how do I draw more people to golf? That. Mm-hmm. That crazy shot. Like the, the basketball shot that Pochoy uh, featured. Um, that was uh, more than a full-court shot with a tennis ball, and it made a swish. I mean, yeah, that, that was took, really cool. That took, you know, three nights to go in back. The first night, didn't realize that it closed at 11, so I had like 30 minutes total to set up and try it, mm. which was hard. Then the second time, there's more people on the court than I had anticipated. So I'd wait for that. I only had about 20 minutes and he set up and tried the shot. So then <laughs> I just got fortunate enough to um, be able to set up and he might gave myself like 30 minutes uh, to set up and everything, but the trash can wasn't in the right spot. So I didn't need that. So there's a lot mm. of things that it's, a, it's an art, you know, to set up every single angle, get the GoPro to stay there. It didn't have any tape. Um, so I'd use the legs, the bendable legs to get it onto the pole, the basketball hoop, so it would stay and get that visual shot that everyone liked, you know, cause I just, I expected it to hit the backboard or hit the rim or something. That's fine. But like getting that perfect shot was just, there's no better feeling. And it, it, like I said, it's an art. It takes time. It takes a long time. Even just set up and hit shots. If you do, you're just going to take you forever. I know a lot of people that will say, you know, I can't watch golf on TV because it's boring and things like that. And, you know, to be honest with you, I was one of those guys. I'd go back and I'd be like, you know what? I can't sit here and watch golf. But the more you see trick shots happen, it's it's exciting. You want to enjoy the sport more. Um, the more you play the sport, you kind of want to see, like, how did he make this shot or how did he take this shot? Because I want to be able to do that. So, yeah, I think that putting yourself in somebody else's shoes makes it a little more exciting to watch the sport, to get into the sport. And I think nowadays part of that actually is coming from – of course, guys like you and then featuring 
you know, things like that on ESPN, featuring things like that on the Golf Channel and stuff like that. You've actually been featured on the Golf Channel and on ESPN's ESPN's Instagram. So can you tell me what that feeling was like when you went back and saw that? And were, I mean, it's it's got to be a good feeling. Uh, it, it really is. Um, it's just, it, it's kind of an overwhelming sense of you encouraging other people to play golf. Cause that's all I've ever wanted to do. Like when I go on a plane, my goal is to get at least one person that suspects me to like, you know, like golf. And hopefully I get the text message, which I usually do of a picture of their new golf clubs or something, you know, that that's, it's golf. I mean, Golf is struggling. I talk about this all the time. And and there's team sports. And golf mm-hmm. is super individual. It's very individual. Very, very. It takes a certain type of person. And this is really important. It takes a certain type of person to take up golf by themselves. It's very rare. Extremely rare for one person to just decide to go play golf. But they're usually either grandfathered in like myself, um, or they're just their family member, or or a friend, like who got you into golf? I re- I ask everyone all the time, and I'll ask yourself in like a couple seconds. But um, it's very difficult to find someone that just takes it up on its own. Mm-hmm. It's just I every person I ask, it's like oh I just felt like it. I've almost never heard it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like almost, it, because it's a social environment that people want they want to have a fun social environment not be by yourself and try and be good at something that is deemed hard to begin with right so how did you get who brought you to the game how did you start what what made you want to um like start golf man i actually had a little bit of experience with golf at a young young age and just wasn't for me wasn't for me at all and then uh real recently actually my brother was getting married so he was like, hey, we're going to go and play uh, play golf right before my wedding. So just kind of giving you a heads up. So I was like, well, I can't look like an idiot, which I ended up looking like <laughs> an idiot anyways. Uh, yeah, but it. yeah, but but I mean, it still was a great time. It was much better because I kind of understood what's going on. One of the things about golf that's crazy, and I actually want you to kind of maybe uh, elaborate on a little bit more, are all of the small rules that are unwritten, you know, like clean up your mess. Basically, you can't leave a divot you can't um you don't want to drive in this area and and things like that that i just really had no idea until recently yeah well i mean that's more etiquette most people you'd be surprised how many people actually fill their divots and they should uh but um it's you know and it's a neglect of you know just remembering to do it usually people are just in a hurry uh to get out of the way or just keep going get their ground ground and get a good pace Mm -hmm. but it's mainly etiquette, filling in divots and fixing your ball mark on the green, and breaking the bunkers. I mean, most people don't realize that you can take the break with you in a bunker and put it by the side of you because it's going to save you so much time. Mm-hmm. People even forget to. They, they forget to get the rake before they walk into the bunker. I always tell all my juniors, they go, what is the first thing you do when you walk into a bunker? Right. And they're like, uh... And they don't realize that if they grabbed the rake before, they wouldn't have to rake their tracks to go get the rake and right. then rake them back and then rake where you were and then go back the same direction again. It just, it, it takes a lot of time. So I, 
and then rules the rules are written by a bunch of lawyers like that's how it kind of like that's how they're put together it's so specific in these rules there's like dashes and and a b c d um Mm. a a ball versus the ball so a ball could be somebody else's ball and the ball could be your ball that's how specific these actual rules are yes (laughs) and i can i I used to i'd I'd raise my hand for the official like just to you know to come over and and they'd be like oh what do you want now because i've mastered the rules because they're very specific Mm -hmm. and that's an advantage that's an advantage to you is if they're so specific you're entitled to use those to use that verbiage and kind of morph it to get your free drop or or move the ball in a location where it's it's deemed in within the rules. So mm. if it doesn't say it, it just it's actually an advantage if you understand the rules. So right. but yeah, that's that's what that is. But again, filling divots and stuff, you don't have to, you're supposed to. So the the person behind you, you're supposed to. That's etiquette. That's more like, you know, yeah, to answer your question, that's kind of what they are. Yeah. Um, so you told me that it takes you a few times sometimes to get these trick shots down, which which is definitely understandable because golf's a very difficult sport. Um, but I wanted to know how that works. Like, you take shots and you make it or whatever it might be. It never seems like there's balls around. It never looks like there's other attempts or failed attempts around. So do you go every single shot, grab the ball, and go again, or do you have somebody that kind of retrieves them for you? How does that work? Um, well, you have to kind of think about the shots, and some people, they don't think all the way through what they have to do because they don't think all the way through. They don't understand it all the way through. Excuse me. They don't understand that shot. So when you set up for it, yeah, sometimes I'm going to go get a ball, if it's like a trick shot or something, I'm not going to leave a bunch of balls around. But mm-hmm. the course shot, it, I usually, you know, it's maybe very fluky that I don't on the course. Like if I'm hitting it over a tree or if I'm hitting it around a tree. I did one um, last week that I'm going to post maybe this week. I don't know. My phone is full of them. Um, <laughs> like 256 gigs full of little short, tiny seven-second videos that uh, just – if I host like a trick shot every day, I have like an almost exaggeration. I almost have like a year of every Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, it's fun to just come up with it and do it and get it done with so I can move on and do uh, a collaboration with a company or, but if I don't have a collaboration, I'm not like scrambling to do a trick shot mm-hmm. for Tuesday or scrambling to do an instructional video for Wednesday. I have a bunch of them on my phone. I just press submit right. the hashtags, which, which actually take way longer than, you know, than it should because you get the right hashtag. Right. Especially for a small account like myself as opposed to other accounts that have, you know, 100,000, 200,000. They, they don't even put a hashtag because they're going to be seen by the algorithm. Oh, yeah. But, but when it's very few followers, and the algorithm just is, isn't as friendly. I'll say that much. And you have to post. I mean, I could talk about this more than anything, but besides the point, um, posting at the right time and, and making sure you get the right hashtags for those people out there. 
that are listening to this, make sure you're posting at the right times that you're hot spots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to figure out. It's, it's very experimental. Like say for instance, um, Tuesdays, I go at five, if I go at five Oh five, nowhere near as good. Wow. Or yeah, <laughs> not, not, not specific. kidding. At least for me. Yeah. It's super specific. Um, if I go at three, instead of, you know, three fifteen instead of three o'clock way different. Hmm. And I've noticed too, like if I don't add the hashtags, um, the specific ones that are involved right after, and then do the dots all the way down, then do more hashtags, I get different views than if I put them in a comment. A lot of people do that. I get different results. I, I know I have different results hmm. when I put hashtags in the comments versus hashtags in the caption where a main goes. Really, like, oh, it looks like a mess. I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you just press more. If you want to press more, press more. If you want to see it in the comment, that's fine. Yeah. yeah There's absolutely. no difference. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a totally different subject altogether. So your Instagram is not only for tricks, man. You also do tips for people. People are asking you questions. You help people um, over the internet and through social media. What is the best thing about getting positive feedback from followers taking your advice? Use something that nobody else has done. Don't repeat. And if you do repeat, you know, don't try and make it better because that's just kind of like in your face. That's, I need at least that's not how I do it because uh-huh. I know I know most of them and you know it's like it's not a competition we're not trying to compete with each other we're just trying to grow golf and make it look cool so if you do something different and make it look cool then then you you expanded the the horizon of what people can imagine so if they see something you did they can change that. Because mm-hmm. I've done this before. Like, I've seen something Tiger did, not even intentional, just was a, a visual of Tiger hitting a shot, at least the camera, and then comes back across the camera again. And I thought that was really cool. So uh, I made that kind of like that reenactment. Yeah. Um, made it much more difficult um, to execute. I made it a finger instead of a normal shot, and I made it go through something half the camera it was quite difficult i actually had to um take a break from it and just i did it for probably 30 minutes and i was just like nah this is too hot yeah (laughs) it was super hot that day so i was just like you know i'll just do something else the sun was going down so i was like you know what i'm just gonna go do other shots just chill i come back to it the next day i knew exactly how to do it um I grab a ball, walk over to it, and did it. And I just was like, you know, so it's just really, really cool. So hopefully people enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it'll actually be co- coming out. Um, I don't know when this, this podcast goes up, but it'll be coming out this Friday that I'm doing into the weekend shot, you know, you know, cool little ball path or whatever it is. But, um, but yeah, doing, doing um, instructional tips and, and – and things of that nature that you were discussing earlier. Um, it's good to know how to do every shot. And this is what I tell my students. You need and you must practice shots you don't think you're going to have because you are going to have them. Right. 
inevitable. So I just practiced the most ridiculous shots over a tree or through a tree. That's what made me so good when I was a kid. Now, like, because I know how to do that shot. But if you're just hitting the same shot over and over again on the edge of the green, just chipping, you're not learning anything. You're not learning a single thing. Nothing. Right. But if you bury the ball, you put in a ton of grass, you hit it from the really high wasted stuff, you know, you're learning. You're learning how to hit a good shot from a bad lie, a bad situation. You want to learn. And I told this to one of my really awesome students. He's amazing. Uh, Chad Chadwell. Just incredible. Just only 10. Wow. And you can shoot par from the bench. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, he, yeah, but I tell him, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to be. You have no choice because mm-hmm. that's what golf is. Golf is being comfortable being uncomfortable. You, you're always going to have shots that you just aren't, are not sure of. You just It's going to happen. It's inevitable. That's what improves a player is trying to understand, okay, I've had this shot before. So let me just go through the process. Okay, the ball's up on my feet. I choke up. The wind's going to the right, so I aim right. If I choke up, I got to go up an extra, you know, extra half a club. So then I change clubs. It, it, it's a process. You're being your own caddy. Because players don't do much when they're out there. They swing the club. The caddy does most of the work. I'd love to see a tour player without a caddy. Yeah, That would be interesting. That, that would, would be... be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to get too sidetracked because I always do. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it, that's just it, – it, that's where it roots from. That's where it's, it's, that's where it's going. That's where golf is, is. It should be. It should be practice shots that you never think you're going to have because you are going to have them. I've had almost every shot I can think of, but it's still not done yet. Right. And what's crazier is um, people thought I was nuts, but I'd hit it into the woods on purpose. Not during a tournament, just like when I'm out practicing. So mm. I have no idea where that ball is going to go. Not a clue. So when I get to that ball, I can make a decision. Instead of being in the middle of a fairway, I know that shot already. I've done it hundreds of thousands of times. A lot. I know that shot already. Sure. I've done it on the range. <laughs> Where's the strategy? Where's that like that change, that involvement? Where where is that? It's not there. You're just pinning it fairway green. That's what you want to do in a tournament. But when you're out there by yourself, hit a shot you don't think you're gonna have because you're gonna have it. You never know. Never do you don't. <laughs> you don't know. Colin, I'm seeking advice for our followers because I know that you have probably swung a lot of different clubs. You've probably used a lot of different gear, a lot of different equipment. Um, if you were to get new uh, golf clubs and you were brand new to the sport, which ones would you recommend uh, we try? I mean, I'm with Ben Hogan. Um, I love their clubs. I love the. Um, I love Ben Hogan in general. He's an amazing person. Um, He's been through a hell heck of a lot. Like he's had a rough life, like rough. 
really rough. Um, wow. But find, try and find, uh, if you're just starting off, go buy a couple clubs. Go to a thrift shop. Go, go to, you know, somewhere where they have used clubs. Because buying shiny, something new and shiny, as long as it fits you by length, then it doesn't matter because you're learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, if you get perfect set of clubs, but do you know your swing yet? No. You're just trying to make contact. You have no idea how to hold it yet. You have some idea, but if you're going to spend all that money and then become more frustrated because you spent all that money, it's just counterintuitive. So right. those people listening, go, go just buy one iron. Go buy a wedge. Go buy a putter. Go play mini golf. Go, go, uh, go buy a driver. They're fun to whack at the driving range. Get, get, just get good at that one club. Don't put so much pressure on yourself to hit like 14 clubs and be like, oh, geez, I can't hit any of these. Mm -hmm. Focus on a club that you think you like. Go buy it for like $5 or whatever it is. And then go to the driving range and spend $5 on a bucket of balls. There's 10 bucks right there. Not, you know, 1200 to three grand or four grand to buy, you know, whatever PXGs or whatever they are. And then go to a really fancy golf course, feel kind of foolish because you can't really hit that well as you're <laughs> experience. Yeah. You know, it's not that just sucking is a term like saying I'm perfect. Like someone says I'm perfect. No, no one's perfect. So if you said, that I suck. Well, that's your opinion. You could be better. You could be better than the next person. Someone could be worse than you because they're less experienced. They don't even know how to hold it. Right. So if someone someone doesn't even know how to hold a call, they must suck more. No, they don't suck more. They just not experienced. Right. <laughs> yeah, that it's makes just, sense. I'm just trying to be logical. Yeah. Uh, that's where I that's where I get most of my ideas from for golf anyways and being simple and logical and crazy enough just using math. Um that's all golf technically is is math. I think that's a difference of it altogether. Yeah. Colin, what, what balls do you use um on the course and then of course what kind of footwear do you find the most uh beneficial? Footwear um I'm a huge ambassador of Foot joy. I love foot joy. Um, and the main reason is because my feet are ridiculous. I have a high instep wide foot, and the only shoe that really fits my foot very comfortably is the foot joy shoe. I've been with foot joy, like buying foot joy for I can't tell you how long mm-hmm. years, decades, like more than that, because they're the only shoe that fits my foot. And then when I started to, uh, when they, they, they I approached them at the PJ show and they wanted to work with me. I was stoked. Yeah, that's amazing. Just, and I mean, why not approach someone that you really enjoy their product and discuss? Because they were interested in how knowledgeable I was about, you know, every shoe and I knew a lot about them. Um, but yeah, but they've been good to me. They're a great company, uh, number one shoe and glove on tour. So you can't go wrong. Um, with, with foot joy and then uh balls i play cut balls um and for those people listening obviously um 
if you're wanting to save money and not worry about hitting it in the woods and not worry about, I mean, they have, they have, they're called reds. They used to play them. Uh, but now they play the DCs. They're uh, like a pro V version. Uh, and the red, they're 1995. A dozen. Wow. And plus they ship to your house in like three or four days. So super quick. And they don't spend money on advertisements. They don't spend money on players. They, 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 they don't spend a lot of money on, on trying to boost it. They're, they're, and they, I say this all the time, they're a ball for the people. You know, they're a ball for the people that don't want to spend a lot of money, don't want to be concerned about, oh my gosh, this is three and a half, four dollar ball. What am I going to do? Right. I don't want to hit this in the woods. Like, you know, that, that's their goal is to just help grow golf. And they're really good guys. And Sam, um, he's one of the <laughs> founders of Cut. He calls me his, his ethnic coach because every time he comes to visit me, and they visit people, they they, they hold tournaments and they they just they're very giving individuals. Um, he he calls me his ethnic coach. <laughs> he calls me because uh, every every time he comes to visit me, like I said, we go out and go to the restaurant. And, somewhere I've never been or food I've never had before. And, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. So, um, that's pretty cool. Okay. there's very down to earth people. So I, I, I've reached out to other golf companies. Some of them don't even respond. And it, it means it gets you starting to think like if they don't respond to me, then, and I was a lot smaller, if they don't respond to me in that, in that manner, then what are they going to do with product? How, how, involved are they in their product mm-hmm. so when i started thinking about that i was like I, I really like these guys they have a great ball and i tested it with other golf balls and they were really close i'm going to talk in such close numbers that it's so ridiculously hard to tell it really is um but yeah i play the, the, the dc ball and uh it's um it's great it's wonderful especially when i hold it it's tacky feeling um it's uh it's a good ball i like it do you prefer to use wooden tees or the plastic tees huh i have actually never had that question in a podcast or any type of person asked you that before. I was like, what? <laughs> um plastic because i break the wooden tees so often um, and they're easy, you know, easy to break. Oh, why, why do you ask? Oh, I was just wondering because, I mean, I've, I've tried both of them and I don't know a difference between the two. I'm not sure if there is a difference, okay. but I figured, you know, just based off of preference, you might know something more than I do. Oh, plastic teeth just have a tendency to last a lot longer. That's all. Colin, tell me a little bit about your experience as a participant and a champion on Steph Curry's show, Holy Moly. Uh, yeah, that was that was a blast. There's no other explanation. It just was an amazing experience. Um, Steph is super encouraging and loves golf with a huge passion. Um, and Rob Riggle is absolutely hilarious. So it just <laughs> it, they 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 asked me to be on the show and casting. Um, they reached out to me on Instagram via email. And, uh, 
I was like, of course, like I'd be stupid not to because it's growing the game in some in some manner, you know, like Millions of people are going to watch it on ABC. So if I can reach out to those, that many people and, and show that golf is fun in, in, in some manner, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I can do, if I'm going to do, you know, hit a ball hanging from the monkey bars upside down, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. I've done that too. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only person to hit a ball hanging upside down. <laughs> I, I'm not, I've not seen it anywhere. Uh, I actually redesigned the golf club itself. I moved the weight from the, the sole up to the top, and I flipped the club so it was negative 20 degrees. Granted, it took some time and some, wow. some, melt, some melting, but, yeah, it was, it was super fun. This, um, yeah. But, yeah, Holy Moly is, is just – it's a blast. It just – it was – an amazing experience regardless if i did win or not and that was it really wasn't my like end goal it's like oh 25k that, that's great i mean i i can do something with that i can invest in stuff but i just wanted people to to see mini golf as you know more than just but you mm-hmm. know it's just like this you're putting around it's fun it becomes exciting you can really really bring some extreme turns into it and they did they, they brought some extreme um measures into mini golf which was pretty cool what does it take to put pga next to your title um on your instagram and just basically in life um it's very taxing a lot of a lot a lot a lot of paperwork um a lot of experience uh, going through college i did it that way it's a professional golf management program that i do i went to coastal there i think there's like i think 17 i could be wrong um 17 colleges that have it or um and then there's the internship way uh which you can go at your own pace but you know every test that you go to is expensive too i mean your law you're talking at least I don't know if they change it now, but like 1500 or whatever it is to do your PAT mm. um, and do your tests and everything. It's it around that number. Cause you have to travel. You have, sometimes some people have to go, they used to have to go to Florida to take the test. I don't know if they still do. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's extremely taxing. It's a lot of work and people don't realize how hard it is to get your PGA certification. You have to pass PAT, which isn't that difficult, but it's, it's, it's all the paperwork and you still have to keep up. You still have to do MSRs, which I'm, um, regrettably a little behind on, yeah. um, cause I've been so busy with this, but you have to keep up with just like doctors have to go to seminars. They have to keep up with education. PGA affiliates have to keep up with that as well. So it, it it's, it's, it's more than just letters. It, it, Plus, it's, it's a group of people. You see PGA, you're like, hey, how's it going? You're PGA as well. Yeah, it's like kind of like a like a it's like a networking. Yeah, network. It's, it's a large network. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and it, you feel good when you accomplish it. One of my greatest accomplishments was graduating college, which I'm not, you know, not the best at, at taking tests. So it was 
it was quite a feat for myself. No, I think that's pretty sweet um, that you're able to go through with kind of like a goal that you set for yourself and then you're able to, you know what I mean, uh, accomplish it and kind of get through it. So that's pretty cool. And you actually are using it, which a lot of people, they don't use what they went to school for and what they like really pursued later on in life. Sometimes they just yeah. go another way. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. It, plus, I mean, you can you can play at other courses for just a cart fee usually. Um, oh, really? And you can do yeah, it, yeah, it gives you, uh, besides Augusta, or, or a couple of um, private courses, um, which that's my end goal is play Augusta, but <laughs> that's Dang. my life. If I, if I play Augusta, I'm like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with golf. <laughs> I can finish I play, now. I win. I win. <laughs> I win in my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, hopefully I get that chance. I, I, have, a, I have a very small chance. Um, well, hopefully it, it, it follows through with it. It's been a building process. If you actually ask some of the members to play, you can be blacklisted and you can't play. Oh, so really? Very oh, yeah. You can be blacklisted. I don't know if you still can, but that's 100% you can be blacklisted. Or at least it used to be that way. Damn, um, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's some clubs out there that are, um, that are, are very unique, and Augusta is definitely one of them. Mm. And, uh, I mean, Bill Gates tried to be a member there, and they said no. That's insane. Like, you would almost think yeah. you'd want him to be there just so you can kind of get that recognition and that, I mean, I guess what, it's called clout now? So, I mean, that's that's crazy that even he couldn't get on there. Yeah, yeah. They they just, they're very particular and who they, you know, invite as a member. So be it. What would you say is your least favorite golfing condition and then also um you know after you're done telling us about that what are some of your favorite golfing conditions for when you go out and, and, and play around um i would say my least favorite is super hot because you just you're constantly sweating and there's nowhere for the sweat to go yeah. If you can't, it's like you can't, it's like oil on your hands. You just can't get it off. No matter what you do, you wash it. It's just, it's endless. You wear a glove, but the other hand's still, you know, and then you run through the glove. It's plus playing in Florida and Savannah, you kind of run into that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's all, obviously thunder where, you know, you just can't. <clears throat> but you shouldn't. <laughs> Some people still do it, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the, uh, my favorite is, to be honest with you, my favorite is kind of rain. I don't know why, but I like, I like playing in the rain. Interesting. You're always at a, you're always at a good temperature, and I, not like a downpour, obviously, but and <clears throat> and it helps me focus because it's a harder atmosphere for me. It helps me focus on the shot because I'm like I feel like I have to be more in tune with my swing. I have to hit it perfect. Because the rain might knock it down. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. uh, I love I love playing in that like just a little bit of a, a drizzle, and it. it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. It's very common. Um, yeah, that that would be that'd be the ticket for 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 non for non likes. The very dislikes is extremely hot <laughs> thunder and. A lot of hot. Well, no, nah, wind is kind of fun. It's <laughs> hot. Hot is my least because okay. 
cold is not as, as bad. When it just gets to be too cold, there's no point to play. Right, just don't even go. Um, and then, obviously, the uh, the fun time, I think, is a uh, little drizzle of, of rain would, would be fun. And for filming, um, anybody listening out there, try to get when you film, try to get the sun as best as possible. Like if it's cloudy, don't bother going to film. Don't bother. If it's overcast, don't don't bother because your your quality, the UV rays from the sun, the quality of the pickup on the camera is super important. That's mm-hmm. why most of my col- my colors are so vivid. I don't edit that. It's very very difficult to get an edit with that perfect lighting mm-hmm. at around you know golden hour. That's when I really get the best views is that time period. You're all about that golden hour. Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty it's beautiful out here, especially with the, the Spanish moss hanging from the trees and and uh, it's it's kind of cool. It's a whole whole different world out here. Who's your favorite golfer of all time? Steve Stricker, without hmm. a doubt. Man. Um, Why is that? I played with I played with him. Um, uh, um, he just is a very down to earth person. Um, he's not done that I know of done anything wrong, said anything wrong. He's super careful. He's just very polite, um, very to himself and a great player. I mean, he's had chances on the, on the champions tour to, to win. He's won a couple already. So he's a really solid player. And I like his playing too. It's very simple. You had a chance to meet Tiger Woods. What was that like, and how did that happen? <laughs> okay, so um, it was, I think it was last year. Um, I went, to, or two years ago, I went to the players. I lived in Florida, and I was an independent contractor for um, uh, NBC Golf Channel uh, Academy golf instructors so i had some time so i went up Mm. um and i'm from coastal so i thought i wear coastal colors i'm golf professional so i thought i'd wear pants um and so happened the shoes that i had brought with me matched my pants and they kind of look like golf shoes Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you know what the kind of direction i'm going here but (laughs) i pulled up to the front Cause I didn't know where to go the first day and it was Wednesday. So I had no idea where to go. Um, I had stayed at a friend's house, uh, Pat Flynn, um, really good dude. He does all real estate in Jacksonville. Um, I didn't know where to go. So I pull up to the front and I was like, Hey, I just, I showed my PGA card cause I just thought that's what I should do. And they just waved me in. I was like, okay, cool. You know, I drive off. I didn't know where the road was going. I drive up to the front of the clubhouse, right? Like the actual clubhouse. So I was like, okay, wow. this is a little, this is a little weird. Um, but I was like, this is fine. I'm cool with this. So I showed them my card again and they just waved me in. I start passing cars. I pass Ian Poulter's Ferrari and I just find an empty spot with no name on it. So I was like, okay, something's not right here. Something isn't right, uh, but I like it. It's just not right, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> See how far we can take this. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So I walk up, I walk up to the um, the front of the door. He's like, get, you know, good morning, sir. Uh, what can we do for you? I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into the clubhouse. So I go into the clubhouse. Oh, your bag, is, everything is in the locker room for you. I was like, okay, sounds good. Now I get inside. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap, like, what the hell is going on right now? Um, and then they, they uh, <clears throat> I walk into the main the main door and as soon as I walked in, Rory's coming down the stairs and I was like, Hey, what's up, man? He goes, Hey, how are you doing? It's like, it's just, just casual. And then I walk right next to him into the, into the, <laughs> the locker room. Man, that's amazing. <laughs> and I mean, this is just like a surreal, surreal experience because I, I was wearing what it looked like golf clothes. Like, because I was, I mean, I was wearing my colorful shirt. I, was, I had my teal pants. The pants happened to match the shoes that I had brought with me, mm-hmm. and and then I was wearing my cut hat that, that you see in the picture with Tiger. Yeah. Um. So it kind of looked like I was a player, and they didn't think anything of it. You know, some people think I'm Billy Horschel when I wear a hat, so they probably thought I was just a player. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I walked in the locker room. I. I you know, I talked to a couple people, um, and it was just really cool to meet some of them. And they're like, "Good luck today." I was like, "You too." <laughs> Without just a straight face, just like, like just just that style. I always start laughing. So then I go, uh, I go into the pro shop, and I, you know, I want to buy a hat because obviously. Um, so I buy, and amongst to me, I, I bought this hat that they only made for that one year, like the golden goat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I buy that. And then I was like, well, my buddy, Matt Curtis, he, he was going to take some pictures for me that, that day. So I bought him a hat. And if for anybody that's not following Matt Curtis, it's golf in your state. You need to, cause he's unreal. It's just, you have to just find out for yourself. But, um, mm-hmm. so I bought the two hats. And then, and then I kind of just chilled in the clubhouse. I went up, went upstairs, walked past Al Gore again. He goes, "Hey, man!" I was like, hey. "Like it's just so weird." Wow. Um. Yeah. And then I went out onto the balcony, and I like on my phone, and I'm just looking out, and I see everyone else, and they're all like, the crowd is like walking past and forth, and I'm standing there, like this is just weird. Like, is this happening right now? Like, so I, I go back. I go back down in the stairs and I just like kind of chill there outside on the bench, just on my phone. And, uh, Tommy Sweet would walk by and I actually met his, uh, his coach. So it was, you know, at the, um, at the Honda Classic, I met his coach when I was in the media van with one of my friends and we talked for a while. So I was like, Hey Tommy, I know your coach and yada, yada, yada. We talked for a while. Tommy's a really, really, really nice dude. Hmm. Um, and then he, like, he went off and then I sat back down and then the tiger walks by. I was like, Hey man, um, hey, how you doing? Like, he's just like, Hey, how's it going? Like, just like I was important. Like he just talked to me like I, I was born. It's like, Hey, can I get a selfie with you? He's like, absolutely, man. Let's do that. That's you know, cool. And then he talked for a little, we talked for a little while about golf and then he's like, Hey, I might get going. I was like, yeah, go for it, man. Hey, good luck today. He goes, you too. And then. You know, just like, 
it's just crazy surreal like it was cool yeah um but you know it, it it was a fun experience and before anything else happened or they were like oh where was your you know i just walked out um walked into the into the crowd and kind of blended in and then i walked back i had to get to my car and there was really kind of no issue getting to my car but um then i talked to the uh the parking lot guy and the attendant and he was like hey i talked to him for a while so then the next day i talked to him for a while i parked there again uh, i go back into the pro shop and then i hang out like oh, that's um, wow yeah that's super it was, cool it was pretty yeah and then i did some content the reason the main reason why i was in golf clothes is because i was supposed to do content for uh saint jude um a little booth they had there and then uh, I was going to do some other things for some other companies. And then, of course, Matt Cardis was going to take photographs for Nicola Ultra um, uh, with, with myself. Because <clears throat> at that point, uh, they were a sponsor. Um, and, yeah, so it was, it was pretty fun. Dang, that's an experience of a lifetime. I can't even put it into words. I would be blown away. Yeah. It's crazy. Just, I'm fortunate that that all went the timing that it did. So, Colin, I wanted to play a game with you. It's called Random and Relevant. I'm going to shoot you questions that are both random and uh, relevant, and I just kind of want you to spit them back to me. Uh, it's nothing that you won't know. It's it's things that are definitely personal to you. And uh, are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead, man. All right, favorite restaurant? Well, let's just say I like to cook at home. Okay, okay. Um, coolest celebrity you've ever met? Probably Tiger. Tiger, okay. Very cool. Uh, farthest drive you've ever had? Um, 407 when I was 17 at a um, long drive practice session. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay. Um, favorite movie? Well, if you ask top five, that'd be easier. But um, I really like, uh, it's not, you know, I really like the feeling that, and obviously, yeah, of course it's a golf movie, but I like the feeling, the actual, the authenticity of um, uh, Legend of Dagger Man. The feeling of, he, he, Will Smith does this really great job of describing what golf feels like. Uh-huh. It, it, the feeling if you haven't watched it you think you really should just the music everything about it i mean every character was, was chosen well i mean you know obviously it, it just it just is very very good and of course great Cam great of camera played but you know, that's right. a real story <laughs> yeah um okay so short socks or high socks short <laughs> for sure uh, best course you've ever played on? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> can I pick two? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, Wolf Run is in Indiana. It just closed, sadly. Um, and then Pete Dye French Lick in Indiana as well. Indiana's got some great golf. Wow. Like, unreal golf. Yeah. Uh, favorite so, color? Green. iPhone or Android? iPhone. 
Superstition. I don't really, don't really have. I know I have one. I'm trying to think of one. This is like on the spot. So weird. <laughs> uh, let's see. I used to. Okay. I used to eat when I played, like competitively. I used to eat the same thing every time. Wow. I'd go. Yeah. Same thing. Because um, when I shot one of my lowest scores, uh, and it was Wendy's chicken nuggets. <laughs> If there wasn't a Wendy's around, I was like, "Oh man, I gotta go find Wendy." Wow, that's very that's a, that's an odd one, I think. <laughs> yeah. What has been a Netflix edition of yours? A Netflix addiction. Sorry. Um, I like all the the DC comics and the Marvel stuff. Um, I just like the whole superhero kind of like cool powers and their editing, and like the way they like their graphics. They're just kind of cool. It interests me. For sure. Um. Just the imaginative aspect. And, uh, yeah, I mean, almost sci-fi-ish. I mean, Smallville's are not Smallville. Smallville was good. Um, this is a show. Uh, it's the two brothers, and they fight. They kill monsters. Oh, yeah, show. it's it's uh, Supernatural. Thank you. That's okay. a pretty good show. Yeah. Um, how many hole-in-ones have you had? Two hole in ones. That's pretty cool. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. And then the last one is going to be a sneak peek for some of the new content or tips coming soon. Can you give us any sneak peeks on that? A lot more uh, instructional uh, videos. And when I do trick shots, I'm going to actually put in the caption below exactly how you can do it. Because okay. I, I know. I know people don't read the caption. I try to like encourage them in my story. Please read the caption because I literally put a caption so you can read it. Right. Um, and some people want to know how I do it or you know how how many how many ideas are, are in my head or when I'm doing it or, or whatever it is. Um, it's, I think it's I think it's important because people don't realize that it's an art. It's it's, it's very very difficult to. Um, to understand, it's, it's just an art. It's like we're painting. It's just, it's very priceless in in a moment. It's a mm. priceless moment. That's what a trick shot is. That's just what it is. The priceless moment. When you do that, it's priceless. That's the feeling. That's pretty awesome. Colin, thank you so much for being on the show. We do appreciate you um, for joining us, and, and I really do look forward to seeing more stuff that you bring to the table. Your Instagram is incredible. Everybody out there should go and follow Col- Colin McCarthy PGA on for Instagram, to the and you will not regret podcast. it. Believe me. Give us um, a five-star rating on you Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it's, it's an awesome and follow time, us so on Facebook, Definitely Instagram, thank you so much for being on the show, and I wish you the very the best going forward. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Come <laughs> on!